The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Sean Moore was born in Texas, raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia. Sean holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Communications, a concentration in Public Relations from Bowie State University, and a Master's of Science degree in Management, concentration in Organizational Leadership from Wilmington University. Sean is engaged in a dual career path, one that provides him with experience in Student Affairs Administration, Leadership, and Communications Marketing. Drawn to the transformative nature of Student Affairs, Sean seeks to help students actualize their potential and move towards self-authorship, the internal capacity to construct one's beliefs, identity, and social relations. In the student affairs field, Sean has presented and facilitated workshops at the professional level on topics of marketing, branding, leadership development, and sexual orientation and identity development for various organizations including the Human Rights Campaign, Iota Phi Thega Fraternity Incorporated, MACHUHO New Jersey Housing Conference, and the NASPA Student Leadership Institute. Sean freelances as a graphic designer and creative consultant. He also hosts a podcast called The Mindful Rebel. His podcast highlights the leadership for the culture with interviews of entrepreneurs, educators, creatives, and more to bring attention to everyday leaders in the community and focus on their success strategies and leadership journey. In between reading comics, checking out the latest movies, and collecting Funko Pops, yep, he has a mad obsession, and an occasional round with his PS4, Sean is also a PhD student at Mercer University in the Educational Leadership Program with a concentration in higher education. Sean explores student leadership and identity development for black, gay, queer identifying men and mindfulness education in his research. He is also currently the Associate Dean for Residential Education at Morehouse College. Family, let's please welcome to the Minding My Black Business Podcast. Sean Moore. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family. I am so excited for this particular episode of Minding My Black Business. We have with us Sean, I should say the Sean Moore. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm excited. I feel like this is part two to the discussion we started from, you know, from my podcast. I'm excited to, to, to connect with you again. Yes, I feel the same way. And um, I was thinking that too, like this would be a great way to continue that conversation and turn the tables a little bit. And yeah. I, get to, <laughs> I get to put me in the hot seat. I see. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, so before we get into all of my questions, because there are a few, can you introduce yourself? Like, tell the family about yourself and all the things that you have going on, and where they can find you. Sure, sure. So, um, my name is Sean Moore. Um, 
the best way to start is where you can find me. Uh, my website is seanjmore.com. And I try to, or I've been at a place recently where I've been harnessing kind of all the things that I do under one kind of space. And that's kind of the purpose of me developing the new website that I have up now. But, um, and right now, in, in the way that website is set up kind of harnesses who I am and kind of puts puts that together under one umbrella. And so, you know, I consider myself an educator, creative, and a scholar. Um, under that, as an educator, you know, I work at, in, in higher ed and student affairs as a, um, as a full-time profession, currently at Morehouse College as Associate Dean for Residential Education. Um, and then as a, as a creative, I'm a graphic designer and photographer as well. And with that, you know, as a, as a scholar in those terms, I'm currently a PhD student um, at Mercer University working on my PhD in educational leadership with a concentration in higher ed, um, where a lot of my research centers around marginalized communities and intersections of identity um, and how that plays a role in student development um, and particularly leadership development as well. So I like to consider myself a student of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I love all, all the things you just said. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about your podcast because that's yet another thing that you're. <sighs> How did I just leave that out? Right, because <laughs> right, you didn't mention not say one word about it. So yeah, that kind of falls (laughs) under my educator uh, umbrella. So kind of in in me saying I'm a student of leadership, I like to learn and I like to put myself in spaces in which um, there is a dialogue around meaningful topics. And that's kind of how the podcast was birthed. Um, The podcast, which is called the Mindful Rebel um, Leadership Podcast, is about a year and a half old. And so it's interesting. I volunteer um, for Dragon Con, which is um, if you're from Atlanta or, or familiar with like the popular culture and comic book scene, um, it's one of those large uh, conventions um, in which they have a lot of workshops and um, things around comics, mm-hmm. uh, movies, and different things like that. But even in there, they haven't, um, which is interesting, which I didn't know before I volunteered. I was just there to, to exercise my nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have an academic track in there and then also a track that focuses really on podcasting and what that does. Hmm. Um, and I've always had the idea of wanting to figure out what my output is going to be just in terms of leadership development and, and, and kind of moving that dialogue forward. And so on one of my breaks in volunteering, I was like, I'm going to go try and go sit in this podcast workshop and just see what they're talking about. And, you know, uh, there was a few podcasters in there that it was a roundtable discussion in which they were talking about, you know, best practices for podcasting um, and giving advice. It was really guided by the questions that the the audience had. And it was maybe about four or five people there. Uh, And I, and I, I threw out the ideas like I've been thinking about this and it's been sitting in the back of my mind and I want to get it started. And, And one of the podcasters was just like, do it like it, wow. it's not it's not difficult do it um and literally that next week i uh recorded my first interview um and it's been kind of moving ever since right now i'm in season two of the podcast um and and, and i guess i probably should should backtrack the podcast just is, is about right now i call it leadership for the culture in which we talk about leadership from 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 our perspective in terms of tapping into you know creating educators, public speakers, entrepreneurs, and having them talk about their leadership journey um, and sharing tips and how they got to the place that they are in their journey at, at the moment. And um, yeah, right now we're just today, I released a, it's interesting, I had a two-part episode today, so I'm at the 38th episode of the podcast, so I'm excited. Yeah. But it's, it's been a, um, a really good experience and it's been a good exercise in, in um, 
meshing those ideas of creativity because, um, you know, it's, it's one of the things, and I'll, I'll, talk, I'll be talking about a little bit more in some of your questions that you have of really meshing, and I, I know I said this earlier, meshing um, all the different aspects. I think sometimes we think compartmentally about what, who we are and what we do. Right. Um, and it was a way for me to mesh like, yeah, I am good at video editing. I am good at audio editing. And, you know, it also allows me to do some graphic design work and creating the brand around it. But it also gives me the opportunity to sit in a interviewer seat to talk to folks about their thoughts on leadership. And so it's been it's been a bit therapeutic and it's been a really good learning opportunity um, to really sit down and talk to folks, you know, on a weekly basis, just about leadership to kind of keep myself sharp mm -hmm. and be able to put something out for the community as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. You just said so much. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. So like, even before you volunteered at mm -hmm. DragonCon, what led you to like branding, uh, focusing on identity, leadership? Like how did you even get there? What led you to those things? Sure. So I think it would start out with my how I got into student affairs as a career field. So um, in undergrad, I went to Boise State University uh, in Maryland. And in that, my, my major was communications. So I had a concentration in public relations. And, you know, at that point, I wanted to be like an entertainment publicist, right? Because it just sounds like glitz and glam where I'm just going to go around with celebrities mm -hmm. and be able to market events and create and do uh, events for them. And as I kind of matriculated through, you know, I was heavily involved in like student leadership roles and I was an SG, I was the SGA kid all four years in different okay. roles. Um, I was in student organizations. I'm in a fraternity member, IOTA Phi Theta. Okay. Um, I was a part of our uh, Gay Straight Alliance, um, one of the folks that helped start the organization. Mm -hmm. So I was heavily involved in the student affairs side. And one of my mentors, uh, his name's Sean Lamb. And he was one of the people that kind of pulled me through. And, you know, I was a first generation college student and he really helped keep me on track in a way that it wasn't even, it wasn't a heavy handed approach. It was just him being there, him dropping nuggets, him being available to talk about things that helped get me through. So by the time I, I graduated, the, the communications piece wasn't necessarily there. And, and it was, well, what else can I do to be able to give back in the way that he gave back? Um, and so after that, I ended up getting my um, first role in, stu in student affairs at Lincoln University as, you know, a residence hall director. And from there, it just kind of moved on where I was like, this is a field that I want to be in because I have the ability to kind of reach back like someone else reached back to kind of help pull me up in a way that that was. Um, it was life changing for me. It, it was definitely life changing for me. And I wanted to have that effect um, on people. So with that, you know. My master's degree is in organizational leadership. So at that point, I started to pivot what my educational output was going to be in terms of, you know, I wasn't going to continue with communications, but that's still my foundation. You know, communications, branding, marketing, um, public relations, that's still my foundation. And so I started to look at things I could do for students from that particular lens. And I started to, you know, develop workshops and, and create content around um, personal branding and how to market yourself, not only just for students on campus, but, you know, for campus organizations. I've done um, workshops around how to brand your student organizations or how to set strategies for your organizations for for the academic year. Mm -hmm. And so I try to look at, at my place in student affairs and higher ed as an opportunity to still um, help folks from that particular lens. And I still continue that work um, because it's part of my foundation now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that actually like segues right 
quite nicely into <laughs> one of my questions. Because, um, yeah, I saw you write some things about personal marketing, and I was curious, like, is that the same? It's like having a business identity, or how do those things differ? Are they similar I, at all? I think they're, I think they're similar. And, and okay. from the perspective in which I look at them, I think they are. I think it's important for us to look at ourselves as a business or organization um, to a certain degree in terms of trying to identify what our, you know, value proposition is and like, what, did it, what is it that you bring to the table that is different from someone else? And I think sometimes it's changing that language or changing that from, I think a lot of times we try to be better than other people, but I think changing that lens to saying, how can we be different from other people? And that's really being able to hone in on what your strengths are and what you bring to the table. Um, and that's what organizations, that's what businesses do. You know, I, I like to use the example, um, you know, it's an easy one, but you know, Walmart and Target, while we look at them as two different things, they serve two different populations and not one business is better than the other because they're both very successful organizations, very successful businesses, mm -hmm. but they serve different things and they do different things. Right. Um, and so with that, looking at yourself or, or having folks kind of analyze what they do differently from the next person to help them, them stand out um, from a value proposition perspective. And one of the things that has kind of been beneficial for me, and I, I, I kind of talk about this most times when I um, am talking in terms of personal branding, um, mm -hmm. is, is doing strength finders. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm -mm. But, um, okay. So strength finders, it's an it's a amazing book. Um, it's a cheap book. You can probably get it on Amazon for like um, 10 to $12. And um, strength finders, it, what it does is you buy the book and in the book, it gives you a code. And so in the, you go online, fill in the code, and you take like a 30 minute assessment. Like it asks you a lot of questions, um, all that good quantitative stuff. And at the end, it gives you your top five strengths. Um, and that has been one of the things that, you know, and I tell my students this um, in the leadership program that I teach at Morehouse, uh, that has been the thing that has, has guided me professionally the best because the five strengths that they've given for me um, actually speak to out of any like personality assessment, any of those types of tests kind of speak to really who I am. And, and when they give you those five strength output, um, it provides a detailed breakdown of like what, what career fields are really good for this type of strength. Um, what are some of the weaknesses to that strength? What do you bring to a team when you have the strength? Um, and it, it provides you with a lot of data. And so I looked at that and I've taken it, I took it once in my master's program and I've taken it maybe about a year or two ago. Um, and it's been pretty consistent. And that's really guided me um, in terms of really being able to, to talk indefinitely about what I bring tape to the table differently from um, maybe my colleagues or when I'm in different spaces to have to talk, talk in that way. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I don't know if you can hear my keyboard clicking. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, strength finder, da, 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 da. Okay, so, um, okay. I, I thought I had questions, Sean. I do. But every time you say something, I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are all, this, that's a good problem to have. Um, so I think part of it is that I am just like thinking about, um, so you're coming from, like an organizational mindset, a leadership mindset, an identity mindset in terms of your training and there's the way that you have thinking or you're thinking about sort of making your space in this world. 
um, for black entrepreneurs that are some, there are some that sort of walk into entrepreneurship like that. And then there are some that sort of start their business and realize at a certain point, like, oops, I, <laughs> I need to either make my brand stronger, stronger, or I need to identify my niche. Um, and I'll talk and I'll sort of use my field as an example. Um, oftentimes as we train and, um, to be therapists, um, we are trained to sort of provide therapy to a large array of folks um, who might come in with any sort of any sort of issue but as you you know start to branch out and do your own thing in terms of like building a private practice or your own business um, one of the things that I think people are learning now is that yes you can take that same like why casting the net really wide approach but you're really going to find the most success and most fulfillment once you are tailoring your services to um, the folks that you want to work with, sort of like your ideal client or the areas in which you feel like are your specialty. And so what sorts of things, what sort of, I need some words of advice is what I'm looking for. So for those of us <laughs> who have, who didn't necessarily have the foresight to, you know, think about these things prior to like starting the business, what sorts of steps do you think they need to take if somebody's at that space where they feel like they need to pivot a little bit? Like I still want to provide these services, but now I'm realizing I need to create, um, I need to be clearer about my message or clear about who my ideal client is or clear about my specialty. What sorts of things would you suggest for those, for those folks? Sure. I would suggest not being afraid to put up to to pause whatever initiative that you're doing. I think sometimes we get started in something mm -hmm. and we feel like maybe that, you know, I've created a website. I've, you know, got social media handles. I've already started dealing with clients. I've already done this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get afraid to um, pull back because we're afraid of what what other people might say um, and I think sometimes it's okay there's okay to hit a hard reset you know I had a conversation with a student about this there's, there's okay to hit a hard reset and that doesn't necessarily have to always equate into failure I think sometimes we think that if we stop something or we retool it or we refocus or like you said pivot mm -hmm. that that might be a sign of failure and 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 to, to carry it back to an organizational perspective you know in many companies many businesses that are larger than, you know, that are large have done that. And, you know, we might not necessarily, and we don't always get a chance to see the hard parts or the, the struggles of some organizations or businesses, but it happens on, on all levels. Mm -hmm. And so just to be okay with um, stepping back and doing that. Mm -hmm. And then really when, when you're at a point in which you're going to, you know, pause your services or, or maybe just that you've identified that you're at a space where you need to pivot mm -hmm. is like sitting down and taking the time to create a strategy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, in, and talking to folks that are, are developing businesses or, you know, one of my focuses as a graphic designer is to work with like black owned businesses or, or entrepreneurs that are in a state of developing their business. That's, mm -hmm. that's my focus with graphic design because I want to be in that space to be able to help and problem solve for, for newer businesses. That's awesome. um, so yeah, thanks. That's, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I like to continue to do it because I feel like it's another space to kind of help. Mm -hmm. um, but even in that, Sometimes I run across clients that, you know, I'm asking questions like, okay, you need me to design a logo. And I'm saying like, well, you know, what are some, some organizations or businesses that 
are in a space that you would say you might compare yourself to or what are your three to five year goals for the organization or business? And they might not necessarily have an answer to that. And my, sometimes I push back on that to say, before we can get to this step where you're trying to create, you know, a visual identity for the organization, I need you to think about these things first because this all factors into that. And so making sure that we are taking the time, it's not the glory. It's not the fun part of being an entrepreneur, but really right. taking the time to sit down and map out where you see your business or your your organization or your product, where you see that actually going and how you um, and creating like some tangible steps to get there, because that'll help out in that space when you're coming to pivot, because if you're going to pivot, it doesn't feel like you're starting over from the from from square one. It might be I need to take two steps back in this five year plan instead of. I'm just throwing this completely out the window. But if you already have the steps mapped out, you can see where you can step back or where you can still continue to do some of that work at. And so it won't seem as scary. So it was easier to do that work in the beginning so that you can kind of edit and, and, and make the plan malleable later on down the line so that you can make changes and, and, and grow that. Okay. Did I answer so your question? You did. You okay. Did. okay. I'm, I'm sitting here like just all nourished and stuff. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> because when you talked about the part you just talked about in terms of the, like logo cre- creation really sort of sat with me because I was thinking about um, in terms of like what that process is of like trying to find your website domain, getting the logo together, all that, you know, the shiny the shiny parts of the business and um why do you think it or what do you think is behind that phenomenon of people being really um focused on those pieces and less about um sort of like the two to what do you see your you know what's your vision for the business and what do you want to be in two to three years like why do you think people might be drawn to the the logo piece versus the other questions that you're asking them when you consult with them. Uh, this is a, okay. Um, uh-huh. see, see. <laughs> it's a good question. Cause I feel like I got all the answers for this and it's a bit of a, uh, so I feel like part of it is it's the, it's the glitz and glamorous part. Like it's the part that everyone sees because I think social media plays a big part in that, right? We see people all the time. I can click on a hashtag for entrepreneurs and I can see 40 people in the city of Atlanta who's, you know, movers and shakers in terms of creating businesses and brands. And I can see that they got, you know, 4,000 likes and all these kind of things. So it makes it seem like that should be the focus. And I'm not, I don't want to take away from what branding and marketing does or the, the visual identity piece does, but that is, that is like the, the, the tip of the iceberg. So I, I, using that example of like an iceberg, it's like there's always that little piece that, that pokes up above water, but right. there's the big major piece of the iceberg that's underneath the water. And we only always see just the tip that's out of the water. Mm-hmm. And so I think that because it's the piece that we always see, sometimes um, if as entrepreneurs, we don't do our due diligence to do our research, we think that that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I get clients that will say, you know, I send out a creative brief similar to like, you know, what we send out for our podcast guests. I send that mm-hmm. something like that for our clients, for my um, graphic design clients. And, you know, I, a red flag for me is when I see a client put in whatever you like to do or, you know, oh. you know I'll ask them, you know, what ideas do you have for the logo? Um, I'm open, whatever you, you, you're the designer, whatever you like to do. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what I want to create. It's my job to make your vision come to life. Right. Um, 
and I need to know what direction you want to go in because I could create something that I feel like is, is, is uh, appropriate for your business. But if that's not what you had in mind or it doesn't fit into your, your, your long-term goals, mm -hmm. then a logo that I might think is amazing or you know, a brand or visual identity that I create um, for your organization, I might think it's amazing, but it speaks nothing to what you want to have created. Mm -hmm. And so it's really taking that time ahead of time to really educate yourself and find the resources to figure out what needs that, what are those steps before you get there. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I think it's, it's, a, it's something that we have to do, which I think platforms like your, your podcast do, um, is, is really provide some of those voices behind entrepreneurship and folks right. doing, um, doing that kind of work already to really be able to have those kind of conversations so people can uh, pick up on some of the areas that they need to, to maybe invest in or do some more research in. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are some cautionary tales or things that you think we should avoid when it comes to like our own uh, business identity or business branding? What, tell us what not to do, Sean. Help us. <laughs> um, <laughs> what not to do? Right. <laughs> um, so I have two, two, so I have two points for this. So what I would say what not to do, mm -hmm. um, as an entrepreneur, I think sometimes entrepreneurship sounds like it's a solo show because it's entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, sometimes we need to understand that it's okay to bring other people to the table mm -hmm. um, when you're creating something because that's part of that level of synergy you can create to make your idea better. You know, of course, you know, if you're developing something, you know, you want it to be your brainchild, you want it to be something that you've created, but it's okay to tap into other resources to help make um, your product or what it is that your, your output better um, than it would have been if you just kind of kept it and, and kind of baked it by yourself. And that's a lesson that I, um, that I had to learn, but also, um, one thing that I've learned recently, which is part of the reason why my website, why I have the new website the way I have it, uh, is that I would say this lesson is not to, not to segment yourself off too much. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I did. I, you know, I have, like, I have my hands in a lot of pots, mm -hmm. right? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was doing was creating these complete different, uh, identities around different things that I, that I did. So it was like, you know, I had blueprint media design, which was my graphic design. And then I had my photography. Then I had the, you know, the mind for rebel podcast. And then as I'm in my PhD program, I'm like scratching my head. It's like, well, I got all these other things, but where would my research live? Mm. If I'm going to start to publish and I want to start presenting and I want to get that information out there. And then I do workshops and um, facilitation as well, but I didn't have that information living anywhere. And so because I had things segmented and my social media was kind of segmented that way, um, people didn't understand all of what I did. Yeah. And um, so I would get, you know, I would post something, I would post an article about, you know, something going on in student affairs or higher ed. And people were like, why are you posting that? I thought you're a graphic designer or you're a photographer or, mm -hmm. you know, vice versa. I would have some of my colleagues see me posting stuff about graphic designer photographers. And I didn't know you did that. Right. Um, and so one of the things I decided to do was to pull everything together because it's all me. It's, right. it's me. Um, and I felt like I was doing myself a disservice by having things um, separated in that kind of way. And so the, the, the response from that, you know, in this short time, I launched the website at the beginning, top of the year mm -hmm. has 
been great because of those um, connections that have been really authentic just in terms of, oh, wow, I'm a creative and I'm in this field too. Or yeah, you're a PhD student, but you also do branding. It started to change the dialogue around what networking looked like for me. Um, and even in that, there's been tons more um, opportunities because I'm tapping into all the different markets that I was in for, in one lane in a way that they realize that I brought more to the table in another way. Um, so it's been beneficial on all fronts because it's like, okay, I didn't know you did that or I didn't know that you were, I don't want to call myself an expert, but you know, that I was, that I'm knowledgeable yeah. on these particular topics. And so it, it's, it, that, that's one thing I would say is that don't, um, don't segment yourself. Mm-hmm. If, if you bring certain skills to the table, figure out a way to harness all those things together because all you're going to do is do yourself a disservice um, and not necessarily, you'll do yourself a disservice and you'll not necessarily be living up to your full potential by keeping things in different pockets. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was putting things like, well, I just do photography. You know, I would, I would approach conversations about what I do differently when I had things segmented. It was like, oh, you're a photographer? It's like, yeah, I mean, I take pictures here and there. Or, oh, you're a PhD student? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I do that. Uh, you know, you're a student affairs. I, I didn't know how to even approach conversations about who I was or what I did because I didn't know what hat I should have on at the moment. Wow. When I should just be approaching it as this is all me. This is right. all part of me. Absolutely. And that website yeah. is banging, by the way. So we're going to have. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We are going to definitely post the link to that and all your other uh, spaces in the, in the where you occupy as well in the show notes. But that, yeah. Family, go check out that website. It's real nice. Okay, so <laughs> black and white and stuff. I'm living it classic. Okay, so I'm sorry, Sean. No, no, you good. You good. Thank you. Um, so since you mentioned, like in your design work with black businesses, wanting to help them, where where would you like to see black businesses go? Like as a whole, like entity. Where where should we be going? Where should we be going? What's our future? I think, and one thing I've, I, I like that I've been seeing, you know, I mean, people can say a lot about social, you know, social media gets a bad rap sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I can see why. As a, as a college administrator, I get it. I can see why. But I think that, and it, it was interesting, one of my podcast guests back in November mentioned this. Um, I think her name was Letitia Carr. She mentioned this. She said that um, we haven't got to a, a place in which we're having the right conversations around social media. Yeah, just uh, we were having a conversation about like social media influence and like is that a responsibility? Would you call a social media influence a leader, influencer a leader? Um, because they have a level of pull on social media, but how responsible do they need to be with that kind of pull? I think one of the things that about that is that we do need to start having conversations, but I think that social media is doing a much better job at creating spaces for us to be able to start to have those dialogues, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, in one of the things that drew me to reaching out to you in terms of, of the work that you do is the nature of mind and my black business. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is creating a space that's creating a resource for entrepreneurs. You know, there's Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few groups that I'm a part of that do a really good job at, you know, encouraging business owners to just post about what's going on um, in terms of or creating a space for dialogue to talk about like, well, you know, I do this. What, you know, what system are you guys using to, uh, to do invoicing for the type of business that you do? And, you know, there's about 60 or 70 
post a dialogue about people just talking about what best practices, even before we started the podcast, you know, asking you, being able to ask you about, you know, what you're utilizing to record your podcast, Mm -hmm. but providing spaces in which we can um, openly talk about um, what things worked and what things didn't work so that the folks behind us are able to, you know, develop their business and develop their, their organizations the way that they see fit. And I think that's probably part of the, our duty um, as folks that are, you know, have a place at the table to talk about this is to be able to create something that folks can look back to, to be able to use as a resource. So that's, I would say, to continue the growth around available resources for people like us. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you see it, you know, there's conferences that are like thousands of dollars and, you know, other cities, there's webinars that are like $600 to, you know, for, for people to go to, you know, there's speakers that come and talk about this. And oftentimes we don't have the resources to go to those things Absolutely. to be able to do that. Absolutely. But the information is the same. There's nothing more that I'm sure some of those speakers are saying than you're not having discussions about on your podcast. But the fact that you're putting that information out there in a, in a very accessible way says a world of where, you know, black businesses can go mm-hmm. just by having that level of resource available for folks in a free, free medium. Mm-hmm. So I just continuing this to be able to have spaces for, for folks coming behind us to be able to pick up nuggets to continue the growth of their businesses. Entrepreneurship isn't going anywhere. Um, and I think that's a great thing. Right. It's a great thing. I love to hear my students like, hey, uh, can I come talk to you? Because I have an idea about this business I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, come on, let's talk. And, you know, just really picking their brains and talking to them about that. But, you know, everyone doesn't have those kind of resources or people that they can just run and talk to to talk about. So platforms like your podcast, we need to continue doing things like this to, to – um, to get that information out there. Well, thank you, Fat. <laughs> so, yeah, of uh, yeah I, I couldn't agree more. I am such a fan of community. Um, and you are so right that we are sort of like stronger together in terms of like sharing resources and reaching back and all those spaces. And what I also noticed is that in some of these, um, so I, I, I can't even count how many Facebook groups I belong to. Um, some of them I don't even remember because I think maybe I muted them. But that's my own issue. That ain't <laughs> an issue. So, <laughs> but what I did notice in some of these other like business building groups um, that weren't necessarily tied to the black community is that they would start to like, um, I'm going to use this phrase, like put each other on. So they would talk, you know, sort of like highlight their friend or colleague or whatever in terms of whatever event that they were doing or uh, masterclass they were providing or whatever. And so me as a newbie and not knowing either one of them almost made them seem like an expert because the, you know, the moderator or admin of this group is saying that this is the go-to person. And so, um, and what I was noticing is as they were sort of cycling through, like, these are the people that you should seek out for X, Y, and Z, they tended not to look like us. They weren't brown and black folks. And so mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, so gotcha. I see the formula. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that um, I, the thing that I'm enjoying about this podcast world, so I'm still quite new to this. Uh, I guess I can't keep saying that forever. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the thing that I'm enjoying about this is being able to meet with other black podcasters, black and brown podcasters, and 
there is a lot of that, a lot of that community. And like, yeah, I want to give you a space to talk about all the wonderful things that you do. And, um, and so I agree with you. I think one entrepreneurship is not going anywhere. Um, and two, I think we're finding our way in terms of finding spaces that are for us and by us, you know, the quote FUBU, uh, that, <laughs> that can allow, you know, allow our light to shine as opposed to somebody else sort of um, taking something that, that feels like it belongs to us and then marketing it for their, for their good. But that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. So, <laughs> well, can, I, can I make one more point? Um, please, please. Yeah. One thing I'll say about, you know, in terms of community is that if we, I think it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street in terms of community, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that if we're going to be a part and have these these community spaces to be able to talk, I think we also have to encourage that that conversation back and forth. And so making sure that if you're going to be a part of the community, that you're contributing in a way mm-hmm. that is helpful to other people. Because, you know, I'm sure you see it too in, in some of these groups, not to call out any groups, because they all are pretty great, but right. you know, it'll be a group that has like 1,500 people, mm-hmm. and then it'll be like five people talking. Right. Uh, you know, 10 or 15 people talking. Um, mm-hmm. And so making sure that like, you know, that I think that's a charge that, you know, as folks who are, are in it are being able to give resources back, making sure that we're all also in a space in which we're contributing and that we feel comfortable to contribute. And that's something I struggle with too, that, you know, I'm in a few podcast groups that, you know, aren't necessarily ones that look like us, but I'm in mm-hmm. some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're new at something, you like, Ain't nothing I can say. Y'all probably know everything that I've done, or y'all, someone else has probably mentioned it before. But right. still being comfortable enough to be able to say, like, well, this is what I'm doing, or this is what I'm contributing to it, and understand that maybe everyone hasn't heard the ideas that you have, so that you're contributing. You know, you're you're an active citizen in that community. Because um, right. I think that's just as important. That's just as important. Okay, I wholeheartedly agree. And if I could amen you right now, I would. Um, yeah, I think engagement is so important. You're right, because sometimes when you are posting something, one, you don't know where it's going or if it's a necessary message. Um, and, some, you know, people are sort of constantly joining these groups and communities. And maybe you, you all talked about that three months ago, but this new person doesn't even, hadn't heard this information or hadn't gotten access to those resources. And so, um yeah, I agree that I, I, my hope is that when people join these groups, just like they find the resources to be helpful, that they, you know, sort of take a courageous step out and if nothing else, introduce yourself and who you are and why you're there. And I think even from there, you can start to create and form connections and maybe then feel more confident to share more in the future. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so I'm going to take that on as a charge, Sean. I appreciate that. I am <laughs> and I, you know, part of it is like I put it out there because <laughs> I want to, you know, if you put it out in the atmosphere, right. you got to hold yourself accountable. because right. And that's part of the reasons. Like I've been, I've been trying to be more intentional about that too because I've been the person in groups that just kind of lurks in the group, mm-hmm. clicks and does doesn't really say much and I want to be better at the at, at you know commenting and and throwing out ideas or even just asking questions just to see where other people um, are because like you said you just never know you know where people are in their process mm-hmm. and what you might say might just spark something of interest to them right right okay so Sean you are a photographer uh, uh, oh my god a podcaster a PhD student um, a student affairs professional um, I'm missing like two more of your jobs. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so how do you take care of yourself and all the entrepreneur? That's one. Okay, so how do you take care of yourself while you manage all these things? 
Uh, <laughs> I laugh because <laughs> I think I laugh because I feel like it's an ongoing process, right? Like self-care isn't, it was a post. It was a, oh God, it was a really good post. I think I reposted on social media mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, uh, self-care is more than like going, not that I think it's wrong. Cause I, I actually just went and got a pedicure yesterday. Like, but self-care is more than getting a pedicure or more than just like self-care is a continuous act. Right. right. And so really trying to sit um, and think about things that, that are going to pour into me um, and really figure out what self-care looks like. And I think over the past year, um, 2017 was a tough year. You know, um, I, and I started a new job. I started working at Morehouse. I was transitioning from SCAD. You know, I, I, I entered year two of my PhD program. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some personal things going and, um, you know, still trying to be a podcaster, still trying to take in clients um, for my graphic design, work in photography and stuff. And I think I got, I sat and got comfortable in what was self-care for me initially before all those other things were kind of added to the plate. Right. And it started not to work. And so I had to really come back to the table and like, what is going to be my recharge? What is going to be those things? And really trying to think critically. And, and to be honest, you know, I'm, it's something I'm still figuring out. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I think we had a conversation about that on on my podcast of like not being afraid to admit when, you know, there might be signs of like, Hey, I I might be a little depressed or there might be, you know, I need to seek, um, sort of some sort of, you know, help in terms of mental health, um, or really just figuring out like, do I just need to go talk to somebody? Is it something that I need to find or reach into community and find other people that are doing similar things so that we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. But, um, it's been a, an evolving conversation with myself in how to stay balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, as small as it sounds, the website has been helpful mm-hmm. um, because in putting everything together, it doesn't make me feel so scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this sounds crazy, but it helped me remember in a space in which I felt a little overwhelmed. It helped me by putting everything together in the process of putting everything together and like finding stuff from my portfolio and pulling up some of my old presentations. It helped me remember who I was. Like, I was like, right. I've done this stuff before. I got this. Like this is, it was, it was a good reassurance and self check of, I forgot who I was and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I got this. So, um, you know, really, I, I think the, the best thing I can say is like I said, it's a, it's a continuous process and what, what self-care looks like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I think what has been helpful is to really be at a place to admit that self-care is something that's going to be a continuous conversation. Mm -hmm. And as responsibilities change and as, you know, things in my life change in terms of, you know, workloads and different things like that, I'm going to have to continuously have that conversation. You know, for me, you know, physical activity has been something that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, It might not look like it because I like to eat too, but (laughs) the the physical activity has been really important. And so finding something that, that grounds me in a space where, you know, Boxing has been helpful. Um, recently, I've been um, been more consistent with doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Meditation has also been something that's been very grounding for me. Mm-hmm. But really realizing, like, I have to continuously have this conversation to see, you know, what is going to be the next thing that will keep me um, recharged and re-energized for all the different ways that I am uh, sharing, sharing or pouring out into the world. I got to figure out how I'm going to pour back into myself. Right. Yep. And I need you to do all those things because we need you. 
You know, <laughs> well, we need you in all these spaces. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying. But you know, sometimes we forget the simple things. And one of the things that was important for me, you know, over the holidays, and you know, I, I could slap myself on the wrist now. You know, I hadn't gone to go visit my parents in a long time. Mm. Um, and one thing that was really grounding over the holidays is that you know, Christmas, I went to go, I went to stay with my parents for like two or three days. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and um, just to be around family and, you know, family pours into you in a way that's really unique, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. And that was that was something else that was recharging. You know, New Year's, I went um, I went to back to Baltimore and hung out with my best friends. We haven't all, all three of us hadn't gotten together um, in, in some time now. And then, you know, even throughout the, the fall and going into winter, you know, I was ensuring that, like, some of my other best friends were coming into, into, spaces in which we could talk a little bit more and continue to keep that, that, um, that line of communication open. And so looking back at the simple things, I think sometimes we try to look out and feel like what is going to be this magic thing that's going to get me back on track and not realizing that, you know, it's the friends and family and the connections that are around you and, mm-hmm. and you know, doing things that you love are those things that really can just uh, help ground you again and get you Absolutely. back into a, to a good headspace. Absolutely. That's, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like just sort of just getting back to basics because you're so right. Being with family and friends um, can be so nourishing and humbling. Uh, yeah. the, nobody calls me uh, Dr. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's parents. Like, like, you know, your family will right. still make you feel as, no matter what your age is. They'll still make you feel oh, like a little oh, kid. Oh, yeah. You get humbled real quick. Yep. Uh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We still doing this? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad it's not just me. But yeah, no, that, no. That, that, those three days were very, uh, very humbling. <laughs> very humbling time. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Shad, this has been uh, such a good conversation. And um, I legit was taking notes. And so um, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hear it. But um, before we leave, before we wrap up, um, could you tell us what minding my black business means to you? Yeah. Um, so for me, minding my black business, um, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a call to action or a charge Mm -hmm. for the work that, that I think that we all need to do. Um, and it's, and it's, I think it's rooted in the type of community that, that you're creating, with this podcast, like with your listeners and the folks that you're impacting for me, it, it, it is a call to action, a call to arms of like, how do we create this community, mm-hmm. um, particularly around entrepreneurship and, 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 and mental health and how those things kind of overlap mm-hmm. and how we can have those conversations Two conversations. I think that we don't tap into quite often, mm-hmm. um, how to have them simultaneously in a way that's productive for all of us. So I think it's, it's, it's a call to action. I think if, as soon as I, you know, I think I said this too. I was like, I, I was excited. I think you're probably one of the people that I was like, really, really excited. I was like, please, I hope she responds uh, <laughs> when I sent you an email just in terms of being on the podcast because yeah. I felt moved by reading, you know, about what Mind of My Black Business was. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I look at it. I feel like it's a call to action, a call to, a call to, um, to tap into a responsibility we have to, yeah. to, to build this level of community. Yeah. Oh, Sean. Such a treasure. You are such a treasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So family, I hope I hope you soaked all that in. If not, then you need to rewind and listen to it again. <laughs> uh, 
And so, again, I'm going to list all the links and all the places where you can find Sean. Um, but thank you so much um, for joining us, Sean, and telling us how to get us together because, you know, you know how we Listen, do. I'm humbled to just be <laughs> on your show. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and a platform to continue to dialogue with you. Um, we got to, it got to, I feel like this is part two. We got to have like a part three somehow yes. where we, we continue to dialogue and have this conversation. And so I'm yes. looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. Right. This isn't it. This is just, this is just a pause for right now. Just a pause. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. A little intermission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Thank you, sir, for that. I appreciate that. Of course. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know. Black